What's going on, drinking buddies? Before we get into this week's episode, real quick, tonight, June 14th, come out to Spearmint Rhinos, Dames and Games in Van Nuys, 14626 Raymer for Caliente Cadridge. We have three fights going down, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and midnight. But get there early, get your seat, get cage side. It's going to be a fucking riot. Beautiful Rhino girls, drink specials. My homie Nikki Slick is throwing down. Oh, it's going to be a fucking blast. So come on out. Tell them that you're on Matt Slayer's list. No cover. Come on in. Come do a shot with me. Fuck it. Do two. They're cheap. Also, our guests this week, Travis Keller and Joe Cardamone, have a movie coming out called The Icarus Line Must Die. The premiere is on the 20th, a week from tonight. They've given us an awesome opportunity for me to give away passes to the show. It's at the Regent downtown LA. So all you got to do to get those passes is tweet at me or DM me on Instagram, and we will hook you up with two tickets to the premiere. There's going to be live music, an art show, and the premiere of their movie. It is going to be fucking rad, guys. I hope to see you there and do shots with you there, too. And now on to the bill portion paying of the show, the sponsors, the people that keep me in alcohol money. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. What Vinyl Me Please is, is an awesome record in the month club. They have a flexible and easy membership that's month to month. And what you get every month in the box is a special edition vinyl that you can't get anywhere else. And when they say special edition, we're not messing around. They work closely with the label and the artist to come up with something you can't find anywhere else. We're talking colored vinyl, custom lyric books, exclusive artwork, personal notes from the artist, and much, much more. And a drink recipe. You can't beat this. It's month to month. It's awesome. It is the best way to get vinyl. If you want to check out Vinyl Me, please go to www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Sign up. Check it out. It's an awesome service, guys. Let me know what you get. We're also brought to you by our friends at Ghost Tequila. Ghost Tequila is a 100% agave Blanco tequila that is infused with ghost peppers. I love ghost tequila. Seriously. I popped into Power 106 like a week or two ago. My boy Inferno, who does Caliente Cage Ridge with me, is one of the DJs there. Popped in with a bottle of ghost tequila. Everyone in the studio loved it. So I'm just spreading the word. If you are not in one of the lucky states where you can buy ghost tequila in the store, Go to www.ghosttequila.com. Order a bottle today. You will thank me. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely sure of it. If you like spicy, you like good Blanco tequila, Ghost Tequila is the answer for you, my friend. Last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite shows, your favorite performers, they make recommendations, it is a great app. If you are on iOS and you are not listening to this on Laughable right now, pause the podcast, go to the App Store, download it now, resume the podcast. If you're on Android, they swear to me, I know I've been saying this for a long time, but they swear to me it's coming any day now. So go to www.laughable.com 
sign up for the waiting list the moment the second it is out for Android. They will let you know. Joining us this week is Joe Cardamone, former lead singer of the Icarus Line, currently a solo artist, and Travis Keller, who's one of the founders of Buddyhead, also an amazing photographer. They came on to talk about their new project, American Primitive, The Icarus Line Must Die, their feature-length movie that's coming out with the LA premiere next week that we talked about earlier. And, you know, in typical and now we drink fashion, we tangent off from there. Just as a warning to anyone it may bother, there is some talk about suicide here. This was recorded a couple days after Bourdain killed himself. So we delve into that shit a little bit. You know, just fair warning. But we also talking about some other rad shit like obviously what American Primitive is up to. Uh, when Joe and Travis met some of their rock and roll heroes and like the positive experiences they had meeting their heroes that it's not all bad. There's there's a lot of fun stuff on this one, guys. Don't let the short run time fool you. They had a hard out. Otherwise, we probably could have kept going for another couple hours. So I'm going to stop making you wait for it. We're getting this on right now. Pour yourself a cold one, guys, and enjoy. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us over. Yeah. yeah, no, not very often I get to day drink while doing the show. Normally, this is a night thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm glad it worked out. We're we're uh, proud enablers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need much excuse. It's uh, you want to come over in the middle of the day and start drinking? Yes. Yeah, I'm good with that. Cool. What do you got? Well, we are drinking ghost tequila. Lovely. <laughs> Speaking of which, Travis, you want to do a shot? Yeah, I'm not scared. You shouldn't be. It's very tasty. Threaten me with a good time. Joe, you don't drink at all, right? Nah. It's cool? I aged out. Oh. When was the last time you had a drink? I don't know, a year ago in Paris. Oh, that's not too long. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I'm, it's not like, like I drink. don't drink. It's just that I don't drink. It's got to be for occasions. I get it. I totally yeah, get it. Like if I'm in, if I'm in Paris and someone has a nice bottle of champagne, yeah, I'm gonna drink that. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I'm I'm always curious when people don't drink. Like you know, if there's a good story behind it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't have like I never like was a drunk or something crazy. You know, I'll, I'll make an Alexander Brandy on Christmas or some shit like that. You know, I don't know. It's very classy. Yeah, I like to keep it that way. Cheers. 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 I'll cheers you with your Coke. Boom. Salute. Salute. Travis, what do you think? Pretty good. Pretty decent. Spicy. It is spicy. Ooh, yeah. Nah, get you on the back end. That's good. And that's it. Killing the bottles. <laughs> Normally it's not one minute into the show we're killing bottles, but... Yeah, you know, we move fast. We pre-gamed. Pre-gamed, yeah. It's <laughs> rock and roll. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. We came ready. <laughs> so you guys got 
new movie coming out next week. Yeah. Yeah. A feature feature film. About the death of the Icarus line? Kind of, you know? I think, I mean, it's really just, to me, it's kind of like a snapshot of, uh, you know, the day-to-day of someone like me because not all of it's true you know so to me it's like a snapshot of a sort of like working musician artist what have you getting through life in this city you know that's awesome what um what was the time frame how long did it take you guys to film all this uh it i think all in all I took about six weeks off of work and we pretty much blasted through it in that time. You know, there was a couple like, you know, pickup shots and stuff like that here and there. But yeah, you know, pretty rapidly for a low budget film took about six weeks. I mean, it wasn't every day, but I don't know when, when the director kind of proposed doing the film to me, I didn't really understand what he meant. And I honestly didn't kind of even know that, you know, it would be more than him with an iPhone and me, you know, I just assumed it was going to be some ridiculous thing that we just banged out in a couple of days. And then I showed up to the set the first day and there was like 15 people there and like catering and shit, you know, like, craft oh. services. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, nothing glorious, you know, it's like a cooler with some fucking oranges in it or something, but still it was like, Oh fuck. I got to do this in front of people. Like I didn't, you know, like, Oh shit, man. It delves into your personal life, your professional life. Yeah. And then some stuff that, I mean, it's not a documentary, you know? So, uh, Travis had a hand in writing it. I wrote a bunch of it and the director and we all kind of collaborated and kind of jumped off of real life situations, but also maybe let it kind of bleed out from there. Maybe uh, there's some exaggerations and some focuses that maybe aren't realistic to my life all the way, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, you got you're making good drama, you're making a good story. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it's a narrative, you know. Documentary is just a different deal. So yeah. 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 No. It's fiction, but you know, based on based on true stories, like they like to call it. Pretty much, yeah. Bukowski style. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of true things too. Our our friend Alvin getting sick and who who recently passed and stuff, like he's in it, you know, in a wheelchair and stuff, so it's it's based on r- real life, but you know, maybe some of the characters are kind of you know combined and all that and exaggerated. Yeah, some people are playing themselves, and then there's other people in the film playing people that are either no longer with us or just aren't part of the fold. So it's a strange sort of amalgamation of like reality and you know shit that's propped up against reality yeah it's it's a bizarre it's a bizarre mix i never really seen a film like it let's put it that way awesome was it hard for you to watch those characters that are being brought to life of people that have passed and are no longer with us uh i mean not really you know the whole thing was so surreal and bizarre that uh yeah i don't know it's the whole thing was uncomfortable and weird to me so you know nothing more than not you know um but it, i think it's more uncomfortable watching it now honestly because there's two people in the film that have died since we made the film 
you know, that were in the film. So that's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't, it's not like I don't, you know, I don't sit around watching it, but there's been a couple premieres and screenings and festivals and stuff. And I'll like peek in there and look at it. And yeah, it's, it's definitely like, you know, kind of a bizarre experience seeing those, those guys. I, I bet Travis, how about for you? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I was just kind of thinking about that cause it's coming up on the 20th, you know, knowing that we have to watch it again and stuff. And, and it's, it's a little weird, you know, but, uh, it's also awesome because, you know, it celebrates them and stuff. And, um, kind of was like the jumping off point for a lot of this or at least gave us a lot of confidence because it came out way better than we thought you know it was like oh we we could do that ourselves you know so yeah we kind of started shooting a lot and doing this little holy war movie and some videos and uh we've just been kind of like learning on the fly so for us it was like i think it's awesome honestly that they're included in it um yeah kind of like ends that chapter you know that we did for so long and and kind of started this one yeah that's awesome that absolutely awesome and um where else have you guys premiered it i mean i know the la premiere is next week but there was just a couple like uh family and friends screenings and then what desert days yeah desert days nonplus festival chicago international san francisco international you know you know a bunch of like national international shit i miss the chicago way, way more than i knew about yeah <laughs> like oh okay cool yeah, yeah it was at all kinds of wow shit. we're we're, yeah. we're worldwide cool yeah, we're yeah. going <laughs> on to cons yeah, yeah right some festival in in london too recently i forget what the fuck it was called but yeah <laughs> must have been super important <laughs> it was big <laughs> it, was, it was massive very cool and you're working on holy war too right now right yeah well yeah yeah it's almost it's almost in the can you know we're just kind of like you know massaging it a little bit but yeah more or less yeah holy war 2 is is going to be dropped later this summer and yeah i'm proud of it i think it's it's a it's a cool it's a fun film to watch i think it's funny and just fucked up and yeah it's i I got a little bit into it on Fortunately, like this came together so quickly, I didn't get yeah. a chance to. Oh yeah, there's a lot. A there's a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff on deck, so it's yeah. like yeah, it's a lot to take down. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. For what I saw, I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking awesome. So yeah, yeah, man, it's 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 cool because uh, it's essentially just a couple of us working on it, but the scope that we've been able to kind of get from you know such a small crew is i mean it's impressive to me at least you know when i see it i'm like wow this you know it it was really important to make something that stood up to anything in film not just like oh this is good for a bunch of guys running around with the camera or whatever you know it's like let's make some let's make cinema you know that's fucking awesome yeah it's the beauty of the world we live in today that like anyone can make fucking cinema and make professional fucking cinema on top of it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is like, it was so intimidating back in the days trying to get into film. You know, I grew up here, so, you know, it's all around, but it was like, you know, uh, such serious gatekeepers to even try to make a film, you know, or if you did something on your own, the quality was going to be dog shit back in the day, you know, it would be like fucking, uh, you know, vhs or something like that or you know right and the ability to actually edit in those days oh yeah holy shit like it's gonna be probably in the next couple years there's gonna be no one left who actually knows how to edit film film right probably 
Yeah. It's the same with audio. Um, you know, tape is basically, uh, you know, it's some Luddite shit. You know what I mean? Like, nobody uses tape anymore. Yeah. No real to real, no. There's no real reason to either, you know? It's like even even less than film, I would say, you know? It's like tape... Uh, Tape is really a folly for people who have money to throw away at this point, you know. I don't even know why they would. I, I, I don't either. I, I, you know, I own a studio, and to me, it's just, uh, yeah. Look, here's why you would: if you have a band that can like kill music live, then you know you can do it. Otherwise, you better have a lot of money and someone who has a lot of patience, because. You know, there's just not even that many guys that probably, you know, run tape decks at this point. Yeah, I I, I just couldn't imagine. I, I don't know. There's not, like, that great of a warmth to it to really justify it. Nah, not really. Not really. And and basically, I mean, the, co- the thing that's cool to me is, like, digital kind of uh, levels the playing field so that, you know, anyone who has a good idea, you know, they have access to quality you know what i mean so it's not about your financial you know state it's more about ideas so if you're good you're good hell you're staring at it right now 10 years ago this would have been a setup that i couldn't fucking afford of course of yeah. course to set up a fucking studio in your apartment to record anything audio would yeah it'd be trash right. absolutely yeah it's cool all the tools are like there now so now you just have to have ideas and <clears throat> and motivation to do it yeah, yeah. motivation is really the biggest part i want to say yeah totally it's amazing yeah we live in la how many people are all fucking talk oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do whatever and then yeah so, so where are you at with that uh well yeah I'm, I'm still working on it yeah. they haven't done shit you just have to do it you know that's that's the only way is to just fucking get out there with yourself my thought has always been drive will get you further than talent yeah, it's and and a combination of both is really what like turns into something that uh can be special, you know? It's it's definitely it's definitely true though. I mean, shit, man. That's probably a true statement if you look around. You know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. It is true. <laughs> yeah, if you're a crazy narcissist and you really believe in yourself, eventually someone's just going to believe in you just cuz. For sure. I've gone in, you know, I've, people need shit to believe in. Definitely. Right? Well, it's just crazy. I, I've gone into, you know, been into some of the houses in the hills of some people that have really made it. And I often I'm like, I'm not sure I'm narcissistic enough to make it in entertainment. It's a it's a weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird realization. You know what I mean? I think I think everyone who like has some sort of, uh, you know, sense of self that's involved in this shit at some point, you know, you look at those people and it's yeah, you're like, fuck, man. Like, I don't know if I can be into myself like that, you know? And it's, yeah. but you kind of have to, I guess. You, you must have seen it, like the shrines to themselves in their houses. Oh, yeah. Do you have one of those? No, I don't even hang like posters of my band in my house. I don't, I don't have actually any, anything that represents me in the <laughs> studio or the house. Honestly, yeah, I don't. We've yeah. got a Darby Crash poster slash records yeah. framed. Yeah. That's awesome, and like yeah. a like a Swedish poster, yeah, Holy it. Mountain poster, you know. But you've had to have seen it, like the the full on shrines. These oh, people, yeah, yeah. It's like what? The yeah, fuck? psycho shit. But those are the people that are making it. This, yeah, it's true. I mean, if I had a bunch of platinum records or something, I'd probably put them somewhere. <laughs> well, you have to put them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you can't just put that motherfucker in a garage. But 
I have a La Bamba I feel like the bathroom is like the, like the place you put them in, you know, if you're respectable. Totally. Yeah. I was working on a B-movie set, and we were using some dude's house. and I don't even know who the musician was, but his bathroom was his shrine to himself, like all his records. Right. Yeah. It, I think that is kind of like the low-key sort of like take a shit and yeah, you're revel like, oh, in okay. how great I am while I'm <laughs> shitting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could wrap my brain around being that into myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, hopefully I, hopefully we get to one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like the whole hopefully have dream. that problem one day. <laughs> I, I I know I hopefully have that problem, but it's, on the other hand it's like well, I recognize myself if I ever get to that place like oh yeah. You'll yeah. F- you'll figure it out. Yeah. Or I'll just be blind drunk and just kind of make my way through it. We'll see. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. Figure it out or you won't, you know? <laughs> we got that. We got new new video dropped also, right? Yeah. Which is part of the film. It's part of Holy War 2? Yeah. It's kind of, I'm, I don't know if I'm blowing it by, like, saying that. But, yeah, yeah, it's part of the film. Um, oh, good, because I was about to ask why you were all beat up and your hand was wrapped in it. Yeah. I got beat up. You should see the other guy, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a... We we needed we needed to do a fun quick video and have you know run some red lights downtown. It's kind of I don't know half of the video ideas have to be as fun to do and exciting to do as they are to look at and able you know in order to get people down to do it. You know what I mean? It's like all right, this is going to be you know something exciting. Can you can you drive us downtown and run red lights? like sure fuck it i'm gonna stand in the back of your truck bam you know but uh yeah you know the inspiration for holy war 2 where all that come from um i guess i guess having some sort of you know i've been doing music forever you know basically since i was a kid right and uh the video aspect of it was always kind of an afterthought where we came from you know you like come from punk rock and underground music and it's like it was fun to get into video stuff but you know there was never big budgets or anything like that so it just became an afterthought you know it it was never really the focus you had to always involve like an outside party too you know yeah. now like we can just do it ourselves you know yeah it kind of becomes the other half you know like it explains the song and stuff you know yeah yeah exactly it it gives a context to the entire project that i feel like makes it so much more complete than anything i've ever been able to do honestly you know um because when you throw the music out there maybe it makes sense to you but to someone else giving them visual context just changes the whole thing and it uh you know it just it, it builds a world and a story for people to kind of latch onto. you give them you give them some kind of like avenues to be able to like enter into the world you know like if someone sees it and they think something's cool about the visuals and that kind of gets them in cool whatever you know it doesn't really matter because it's all one thing at this point you know definitely yeah and how many videos back in the day like when mtv actually fucking played videos yeah. brought people into their music just from that one single with the awesome video for yeah. sure for sure yeah it's it's weird because like yeah video video culture for for us is like when we were kids videos definitely like 
you know that's what lit lit us up about all kinds of artists right and then you start going backwards or getting into underground shit and it had nothing to do with videos you know it just has it it's like yeah sun raw video you know there's no sun raw music video but that you know you start falling in love with these records that only exist on record and so for a long time that's where my brain was was just like trying to speak only through records and see how far you could get that way but uh yeah i guess it's just like an evolution but even when you're only speaking through records how important was cover art to you oh it was very yeah, yeah. presentation and packaging has always been a very important thing see that's one thing that i bumps me out about this generation is they'll never really get the joy of going to a record store and picking out records completely based on packaging yeah i mean yeah it's just that's just gone you yeah. know what i mean i i'm not even putting a physical product out of this i mean maybe at some point but like in the now no no physical product because you know uh because it's 2018 yeah <laughs> there's no demand for it unless I mean, it's like, vinyl we, we love that stuff but at the same time like we're not you know trying to fight what time it is yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> exactly you know like we're aware of what year it is you know yeah. Yeah. no that's, point in pissing away money. i do have a romantic attachment to you know yeah. to vinyls and record stores and all that yeah know? and we can love that shit but that doesn't mean everybody else has to you know what i mean it's like w well i feel a lot of younger people just don't know any better they were never actually exposed to it record stores have been on the decline forever it's just not their culture you know it's just not part of their culture whatsoever you know so to them it's you know it's just not even it's it's alien i know and it it, bum, it bums me out because i used to go to like secondhand record stores back in chicago and there were a bunch of like decent metal albums i found on like holy fuck that album art's brutal i will totally pick that up yeah yeah sometimes it was garbage but right buying records by their covers yeah it's yeah, yeah i still do that in the bargain bin because we dj vinyl only night some night or at least i do yeah. So I still buy records based on the cover, you know. If that's, that's awesome. Three dollar bin, three and down. Betty Davis. I'm pretty good at it. To be honest. Nasty gal. That's one of the ones I bought on the record. That's a good record. Yeah. I, I had no idea, and I just I was like, that looks fucked up. And I got it home. I was like, this is amazing, man. I just yeah. got a Brad David Essex record, which is a little out there, but <laughs> it's got some hits. Nice, nice. What sort of stuff are you like? What are you DJing on the vinyl nights? Oh, just kind of that, like whatever I can buy for two dollars, you know, really, and like whatever we got. So know? it's like two dollar vinyl night, kind of, yeah. You know, it's just like random stuff you wouldn't normally hear, you know. That's awesome. Rock, doing... hip hop, whatever, you know. Doing that in a bar in town, or uh, a couple bars around town. I DJ at Thirsty Crow, and then this other bar downtown called Bernadette's. It's like a beer and wine bar, like a couple times a month. Very cool. Just to kind of get out of the house, you know. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like you know, exposing some people to some weird vinyl. Yeah, a couple you know, drinks. Get get some free beers, you know. See some friends. Yeah. It's a good place to have people come and see you, you know. A little networking on the side, you know. Very Hosting. cool. <laughs> Travis, what all have you been up to besides working on Joe's projects? Um, that's kind of been the focus of it lately. We've been pretty busy with all this stuff, honestly. Yeah. Been doing that, uh, I don't know. You want to explain American Primitive? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, uh, we've been starting a creative collective. You know, we've been in the in the process over the last couple of years building this creative collective called American Primitive, and it's. Uh, I mean, the easiest way to explain it is it's just a group of us thrown together to help each other make projects and to help get things off the ground. Be it Travis's photo book, 
or you know a short film that i'm working on or a short film that we want to do for somebody else um kind of just pulling our resources and supporting each other and supporting other artists that need homes and stuff like that you know that's very fucking cool yeah, yeah. what else uh, what else has been coming out of american primitive then Right now, we're working on a little piece, a conversation piece between like Joe and four other artists, I think, yeah. something like that. Just about like just a little piece. Uh, we're gonna do like mini docs coming up, and almost just like into you know little docs on artists' world, like you know talk to them about life and how they create and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and there's a lot of we we've been working on front loading a lot of this the material we've been working on. So we've been designing. You know, designing T-shirts, designing all kinds of stuff that nothing's really been released yet. We've just been kind of front-loading so that we have shit. Makes a ton of sense to me. It's yeah. What I do with this show, there's five or six episodes in the can normally right. before I release. Because last thing you want in this world is to miss a deadline and not have something out and people fucking forget about you. Yep. Yeah, you need to feed. You need to feed the meter, right? So that's kind of the that's the drill here and. With, with us, I think it's cool that, you know, we've done a lot of this kind of shit before, but we're still kind of developing what the, maybe what the voice of it is. So we'd like to do that behind the curtain for a while and come out fully formed, you know, and just kind of, you know, feel good about everything we're putting out instead of just kind of being haphazard about shit, you know? No, oh, makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Anyone else that the audience may know that is involved? I mean, there's a lot of people involved that we're not going to talk about it's, right It's now, kind of like a natural extension of what we've been doing since we've known each other for 20 years. It's just, yeah. you know, it's a little more organized at this point, and there's kind of a vision again now, but it's, you know, this is kind of what we've been doing forever. Yeah, it's, it's like less... Now we just have more tools. Yeah, we have more tools. It's a little less journalistic and probably yeah. more uh, cinematic in scope, you know, uh, than, than previously, but, you know... It's just because we we've wanted we've wanted to create this original content forever, and we kind of are just falling into the means of being able to do it, which is pretty cool. It's pretty exciting to be able, to, you know, I don't know, twenty years later, still be able to work together on, on cool shit, and uh, yeah, no one's you know put us behind bars permanently. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we we may have to back come back around to the temporary behind the bars for a moment there, right. <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah yeah it's 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 exciting you know it's exciting i wish there was more to kind of like say about it yeah it's exciting but it's also like super familiar like you know our home base is his studio we're there every day you know there's people in and out it's <clears throat> it's a good vibe uh just kind of yeah. like uh grinding away at stuff you know a yeah, lot of this stuff takes a little bit of time but it does with and a we're kind of just finding our, our our voice too you know this this last thing we did where it's kind of like the first thing i think we're proud of you know fully and it's gonna be cool i think yeah no definitely yeah and we just like lean on our fucking editor bro jacob like he's uh yeah you know it's it's the end of the night you know what i mean we're just leaning on him but he's he's super talented and fucking cool and uh he's just like he works it man he's been he's been down there just he's kind of like our newest addition to the family yeah he shows sure. up man yeah that's fucking awesome it. and we will give jacob some pornography that's oh, what that's, that's what, what he wants yeah it's that's def- what he wants what kind of porn is jacob into do we know like he I would tell us you know yeah <laughs> we gotta sort through because 
in that pile is everything, everything that was nominated for an AVN last year. Wow. So there is some wild shit in those boxes. Wow. I'm going to send him a text right now. What right. kind of porn are you into? How can you hire a guy and you don't know what kind of porn he's into? I mean, I'm pretty sure he's into all of it. Joe, yeah. do you know what kind of porn Travis is into? Uh probably be like the porn he would be starring in <laughs> that's travis how about you do you know what kind of porn joe loved i don't know nah, nobody you guys have known each other 20 years and you don't know what kind of porn that we don't know i mean yeah because i you know I, I have like a fleeting taste in that department you know it's just there's no like specific preference you know it's just like it just depends how I woke up that day. But I'm not really, I don't really dig into porn that often. It's okay. The wife's not listening. I know, well, even if she was, here's the thing is the fact that I was involved in like working on porn when I was young. I, you know, okay, I'll tell you this story, right? For my 18th birthday, I was brought to a porn shoot, right? And I was given a job to like, two lights or whatever you know what i mean and it was like oh wow this is nuts i mean it wasn't like hardcore or anything but you know whatever instantly i'm the youngest dude there the girls are like you know hanging out with me and whatever and like i end up sitting in the room with them while they're like getting their makeup done and changing and shit and they start talking about like how they like lost their children and they're trying to make money to like win the court date and all this crazy shit and it just blew the whole illusion, as I'm sure you kind of know, it just blew it away. That and porn performers are real people? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I guess that's the best way of putting it. But yeah, it just kind of like leveled it for me. And I, I don't think I ever fully recovered from that, you know, because I was so young, you know, I was just like, oh, this is just fucking grim or whatever. And I was just like out. So uh, I'm not saying I never look at porn, but, you know, I'm not like, you know. A connoisseur. I, yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. once you see behind the curtain of certain things. You know? Like, I think Max Hardcore is, like, extreme and fucked up, you know, and I'll watch that to be like, whoa, that is so fucked up. That's, <laughs> that's, that's probably, like, the porn I like is stuff that's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is legal or whatever. You know? Hey, he went to jail for his porn. So. Did he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not legal. <laughs> it's not legal. Well, it was technically, like, obscenity across state lines. What did he do? So I believe he mailed DVDs. Across state lines, and it was obscenity across state lines or some shit. Oh, weird. That's what he went to jail for. I don't even know what that means. He was, I will Google this before I'm like completely full of shit. states ban certain types of pornography. Oh, is you it? You know, like in Idaho, you can't have anal sex. Oh, I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, like certain states have like different really? you know, laws. So like, you know, you send some gnarly DVDs to Nevada. Really? Oh, see, I don't know any of this shit, man. I'm just guessing. I just I'm, freestyled that. I'm Googling. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They charged him in 98 with child pornography. Ooh. That's not good. That's not good. Well, so did that mean that he had someone underage in one of his movies or something? Yep. So, yep. That's oh, they brought... Good. No, actually, that's... I'm wrong. I'm jumping the gun. So what they brought him to charges for was the girl in the movie, though she was over 18 and that was not in contention, played someone who was under 18 in the porn. Oh, weird. See? There's and that's a big no-no. Oh, see, I don't... See, I don't know the... Yeah, see, I don't know the shit. I've just... I've seen a couple of his old films from back in the day, and it was like him getting his dick sucked in a helicopter or something. You know, it was just like so ridiculous. That I was like, wow, this guy's a fucking psychopath, man. It was 
definitely wild shit. Though they did drop the charges against him. Like it all went all the really? way to the Supreme Court, apparently. He fought it back. Yep. So is he in jail or not? He did do some time. I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Max Hardcore. I guess he's been in trouble with the law a couple times. Oh, he looks like he's been in trouble yeah. with the law a bunch. I believe it. <laughs> you know, he looks like he's... Okay, yeah. 2007, he was indicted by the U.S. Justice Department with five counts of transporting obscene matter by use of interactive computer services and five counts of mailing obscene material relating to five movies, which showed fisting, urination, and vomiting. He was Whoa. found guilty on all charges and sentenced to 46 months in prison. Whoa. What state? General scumbag. Georgia. Mm. The 11th Circuit Court in Atlanta, Georgia, upheld the, uh, the conviction. That Atlanta is, jail. He fucked up. He's out now, so. Wow. I guess that's, you know, that's what happens when you're doing scumbag shit and trying to sell it on the internet, you know? But it's, it's like, consensual geez. scumbag shit, so. I, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, I, you know, I guess there's, so there's different laws in each state of what kind of porn people can make? Well, is that what, obscenity is really a weird legal statute. Yeah. It's set by societal norms as it's defined. Got it. As one Supreme Court justice said, I'll know obscenity when I see it. Ugh. That's tough. So the urination and fisting and vomiting, generally any other bodily fluid in a sex scene beyond urine, yeah, is can be charged with obscenity. Really? Cuz society's not cool with that yet. Weird. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure in time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at some well, point, yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah. At one point the yeah, it's true. The Kingsman with Louie Louie like, said fuck in one of the recordings, and that they were charged with obscenity. Yeah, now oh, yeah. it's like that shit all day on TV. Right. I mean, they banned uh, Rumble by Link Ray because it was too violent, and it has no words in the song. That's, That's wild. Song, yeah, huh? that song was like banned on radio stations because it was like... Because it has is, distortion and yeah, delay. Yeah, it's like threatening <laughs> yeah. violence. And it was just a guitar and drums, you know? So, I mean, go figure. Yeah, you're probably right. At some point, it'll just be like, this will be a thing of the past. And it'll be like, okay, what about the horse? You know what I mean? People are going to start like wondering if that's okay or whatever. <laughs> well, the horse will never be okay because the horse can't consent. <laughs> Got it. I am very much of the opinion that... Yet. Yet. They might be able to get some Yet. AI shit going on. Just slap a helmet on the right? horse. Yeah, the horse will be like, I'm down, or whatever. Or he'll be like, I hate that bitch. Seabiscuit, <laughs> are you cool with this? Right? right. He's like, yeah, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll be like, no, I'm not feeling it today. Right? Exactly. Just, he'll, he'll probably just set a price. Right? <laughs> he'll be like, all right, 5K. 5K, some hay and some apples. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. <laughs> The future. The future of just horses murdering people with their penises. That's the problem. Like, you know, big old horse cock might just kill the girl, and then you can't film that one. No. Snuff films aren't going to That's never That's never going to cross the... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's for, like, some other country. <laughs> America's too puritanical for snuff films. You know? <laughs> totally. Oh, man. Yeah. Can we take a smoke break? Is that of cool? course. Yeah. Sorry, we're back from break. We just had to yeah. fill our vices real quick. Exactly. This show wouldn't be this show without a handful of vices being filled during it. So since you have like a lot of, uh, or, you know, experience in, you know, porn industry and stuff like that, is it abnormal for people to watch 
porn and not jerk off like 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 to to treat it more of a curiosity than uh uh a device i don't know i i mean i'm not in people's bedrooms with when they watch porn I, yeah i'm just curious i'm not if really that's like something people even you know if it's known or not me personally i watch porn to jerk off okay yeah see that's what's weird you know because like i don't yeah when you asked me about it, it was like, yeah, I don't ever sit around and watch porn and jack off or whatever, you know, but definitely have watched it with people to be like, whoa, this is insane or whatever, you know, or just like, you know, just like to check out like margins of society and, you know, <laughs> what's acceptable to put on camera and what's not. I, you know, I think it's always good to like check the corners of, uh, you know the outer limits of society you know that's kind of that's kind of what it what it turned into for me you know years ago no that makes perfect sense you know being involved in the industry at a young age makes perfect fucking sense yeah i mean i don't watch any porn with people i know in real life in it yeah so that makes my porn consumption smaller and smaller of what i can watch right every fucking year it's like oh i met this oh cool you're off the list yeah damn that's pretty wild it fucks up everything like i occasionally i may go running and screaming like hey meet this girl no no i'm gonna go over here (laughs) i like watching her films too much yeah like like travis was saying it's like meeting uh some of your your heroes in art or music or film that can that can backfire it's nice when it doesn't but it definitely every once in a while can backfire and then like uh, maybe a record you loved is pretty much burnt forever because of the person you met Going in that vein, who were you most pleasantly surprised with meeting them? Like, oh my god, I met my hero and they weren't a piece of shit. Um, for me, I would say one of the first, here's a couple. The first sort of like band that seemed larger than anyone we would ever be allowed to meet was the Descendants. Back in the day when we were in high school, we we ended up at a video shoot for the Descendants. We were friends with the people making the video and we ended up down there and we saw you know the guys in the band and we met them and we were playing a show that night in the south bay in an area that they were you know used to frequent back in the day and we asked them if they would come play the show with us you know a bunch of like 17 year old kids are like come on man come down play the show and they're like sure yeah where is it yeah sure we will and we're like oh okay yeah that was stupid why were we asking him that and so we go we go to the show you know 60 people show up whatever and the show's pretty much over and then all of a sudden bill stevenson like rolls up in the back of a flatbed truck and they all pile out of their car go into the club and like get on our gear and just like blast i think it was the first time they played live together since they had been broken up and just like demolished the room and it was that was amazing you know because it was like we're just some like you know scumbags that they met that day and they came down and like destroyed on our gear in front of 60 people, you know? So that was, yeah. it was like right before life sucks or something yeah. called. Yeah. Whatever their first comeback record was. Yeah. Everything that sucks. Was, everything sucks. Yeah. Right. That's fucking amazing. It was, it was. And so that was like a pleasant surprise. Uh, I think another, there's a couple key ones. Like another time we went, we got asked to go on tour with primal scream in the uk and you know we looked up to them and when we showed up it was almost like instant family vibes you know when we showed up it was like okay you know 
uh we can smell our own type shit and uh yeah they were they were just so warm and embracing and it was cool because we were just youngsters you know and to be kind of embraced by people you look up to like that was was really really great and um one of the last ones for me was i worked on a a soundtrack uh with nick cave and warren ellis and ended up you know spending a lot of time together and both of them are like the sweetest funniest people that i've ever met you know um and and kind of even like breaking maybe like a you know stereotypes that people maybe like would you know project onto them as performers or whatever and it, you know pleasantly surprised by all those that's fucking awesome accounts yeah it, it's always nice to hear like stories of people being fucking cool because I know oh, yeah. we all have stories of meeting, <clears throat> meeting heroes and just it being absolute shit shows. For sure, yeah, and we don't have to get into those, but no, but no. yeah, the but the ones that are great, it, it's cool because it also just kind of validates that, you know, um, how how you know, you should treat people that maybe look up to you that way as well, and it kind of uh, yeah, it's 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 good, it's a good thing. We're all fucking just people, yeah, and I totally can understand someone who's been in entertainment for a long time and just dealt with masses of people yeah being dismissive but it's really refreshing and nice to hear when people aren't yeah yeah it is it is you know and uh it kind of then it makes it you know when you have an opportunity like that to meet somebody or interact with somebody that influenced you it makes the art that much better at that point you know because you know it's like oh cool this person is like beyond real you know, it, it it almost kind of makes them like larger than life at that point, instead of like scaling a person down when they're cool to you and you guys get to relate on a, a human level. It to me anyways, it makes it even even more impressive. You know, when someone's a dick that, you know, that just ruins it. And I don't know, for my mind, I just start seeing the cracks you know, it's hard for me to separate it at that point. And I see the cracks in their, in their material and it's like, oh, fuck that guy, you know? Yeah, it's hard to support what they're doing when you're personally slighted by them. For sure, for sure. Or if, yeah, exactly. Or if they're just like a, a bum out in general, it's just like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe what they're doing is a ruse, you know, or whatever. Travis, you have any good stories on mm -hmm. meeting someone awesome? A lot of the similar ones he said. Um... I think the, the people from X a couple times. I did like a North by Northeast show that actually Joe played and a few other people, A, Bondi, and but they played and I, be, I came, became close with them through that. And then I was doing a bunch of shows at Harvard and Stone and it was my friend's birthday and I called Exine and I was like, you're her favorite artist, will you come play? And she showed up three hours later and played an acoustic set and then DJed till two in the morning. And like, that is fucking amazing. was like the coolest and then tried to pay her at the end of the night and she was like, no, you know? And like, you know, she's a legend, you know? No. They were always really cool. That yeah. was the one that popped in my mind. You yeah. know, that's fucking awesome. Mud Honey too. Mud Honey. They've always cool. been really sweet to me. You know, I was like 14 year old seeing them in Seattle and they were like a, you know, bigger than Nirvana before Nirvana got big, you know, and, you know, ended up giving me like a song for a comp and, you know, I've played shows and, you know, yeah. always been like super warm and sweet, you know? That's fucking awesome. Childhood idol. You know? Yeah, no. It's always great. Like, I, I met uh, Dino from Fear Factory not too long ago. He actually did the show a while back. And I randomly just happened to be wearing a Fear Factory shirt to another show. And he walks in the door at the bar, and I hear, 
hey man nice shirt look up like oh shit hey do you know what's going on i was on an all access for that show we ended up backstage together bullshitting and it's just like it was so awesome to you know kind of bro down with someone whose music i was listening to in high school and just him coming on the show him being a real dude like Makes me appreciate the music even fucking more. It's fucking awesome. For sure. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I'm glad we're all in agreement. On a complete side note, though, that show at Harvard and Stone sounds fucking amazing. And if anyone ever questions why we pay so much fucking money to live in L.A., shit like that is why. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like when Prince did, you know, 17 shows at the Forum and half of those nights he went and played in some club in L.A. right after those shows. You know, shit like that is, you know, even if you don't go to it, it's cool yeah. to just know that it's happening. No, nah, he know? used to always do that. I've got a good almost print story. I was in Hawaii and we were at a bar and we left and our friends stayed and there was like six people there and he showed up and played a full set at the wow. bar like right after we left. It was like, oh, that'd be so fucking magical. He almost. Was, he was great, man. He was so good. Well, here's some fucking prints. Right. Here, here. Travis needs to refill. Oh, no, he's got a beer. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, fucking uh, Warren just sent me his uh, recording of his last performance in Atlanta, and it's all on piano. It's gorgeous, man. And the last song he played was Purple Rain. Wow. Wow. On piano. Yeah, it's serious. It's serious. I'll, I'll dropbox it. It's, dude. That sounds sick. It's ridiculous, you know? He was, he was just too... He wasn't human, you know? He was one of those where it's just he was too good. No, absolutely. At least on the plus side, they found found scientifically like that women keep the DNA of every partner they've ever had. So there's a lot of women with Prince's DNA in them. Oh, that is true. That is true. That's real. That's that real. real. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you know. just trying to figure out how we would have. I don't know your how I DNA. feel about that. I want it back. <laughs> I mean, it's just from raw dog, and, and you have to finish in them. What else is there? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well oral occasionally <laughs> so it doesn't work that way i don't actually I, that's a good question i right? i know it works vaginally i don't know if the you know that is bizarre man wow yeah i did not know that yeah it's a fairly recent scientific discovery yeah, it's kind of like tripped me out right i've heard now. that one before really yeah oh shit well, i mean there there's anecdotal evidence of when you you know someone having sex with someone you know unprotected finishing in them and then your partner developing your allergies temporarily. Really? Oh, that's just too bizarre. Wow. Okay. So, ladies, maybe you don't want to let everyone inside you. Eh. Yeah, that's just too bizarre. That just, oh, man. I have to apologize for anyone who's stuck with my DNA. My bad. Right. Sorry. Oh, man. Funny. Was Prince, like, the biggest loss of a musician in, in your minds in recent memory? or? I mean... Him and Bowie to me were those were the big ones, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think for everyone, you know, they, you know, both of them impacted, you know, beyond even being a musician, yeah. just what they did for culture and moving things forward um, in general, and the way people think, the way people think about, you know, uh, art, sexuality. Um, yeah, they were just huge in in ways that like i think there's so many people that have been impacted by them that have no idea that like what they're enjoying today is only possible because of something they did um yeah it's just uh there's definitely 
a huge void where where they were. I totally agree, and it sucks that Lemmy passed shortly before them. Yeah. But Lemmy wasn't really unexpected like they were. I mean, everyone thought Lemmy was going to die ten years before that or something. You know, I mean, he was one of those guys that was just you know, it was like he's either going to die today or he'll never die. You know, it was that kind of guy. You know, he was he was hard. And he was playing shows almost till the fucking end, which is fucking beautiful. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And he was on prescription speed. They told him if he got off that like he would die. It so would the stop. doctors started giving him speed. Yeah, they told him they had to he had to switch to clear liquor though. Right. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, they told him no more brown liquor. He had to switch to vodka. Oh wow. Didn't know wow. that. That's crazy. Prince Prince was the was the shocking one, you know, cuz like that wasn't you know, he did. He didn't. He wasn't open about his his personal life to people. But all you ever saw was this guy that never seemed to age. It just seemed invincible, you know. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess a heavy opiate problem might do that. Right. Yeah. And then you know, recently Bourdain. Oh, sh- honestly, Bourdain hit me for I don't even know why, but Bourdain hit me harder than like my own father's death last year. Yeah, I think it hit a it lot of heavy, people. Man. We've, I mean, you just see it on social media and television and all media, really, that uh, you know he meant a lot more to people than maybe they knew. I think part of it is people can't wrap their brain around it. They yeah. can't wrap their brain around his demons, his mental illness, the fact that the man is known for having a lust for life, for seeing the world, for meeting people, for traveling. Yeah, having and the best job. Just having... When you say live the best life, most people look at Bourdain's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then he takes his own life. People can't wrap their brain around it. It's hard. It's hard It's hard to fathom, you know, because people who are in super tough circumstances make it another day, you know. And uh, here's this guy that, you know, um, has respect of his peers and beyond and really is gotten to see you know have a charmed life and he decides to pull the plug you know so yeah it 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 does your head in but on the flip side i'm sure it's also exhausting to be anthony bourdain maybe so the, could you imagine never being able to have a meal in peace i, I mean n- not really but you know what it's it's all a choice true you true. know what i mean it's like it's all a choice. What you do with your life is your choice. You know, if he didn't want to do that shit, he didn't have to do it. He, I'm sure he was fine. He he had dough, you know? Well, it, it's one of those things of after he pulled the trigger and he made that choice, he might not have been able to take a step back from it. Did he shoot himself? He, I meant right, know, right, right, figuratively right. pulled the trigger. I was on, curious if he knew. No, he hung himself. Oh, he did? Yeah, I think he hung himself in a closet. Yeah. That's tough. Wow. That's tough, man. No, it, it's absolutely rough. And when they were doing the tribute to him last Friday, he one of the quotes really hit me home. I spent better part of three years like full time traveling for a day job. Yeah, and he's like, "Is it better to be lonely at home or be lonely with these great experiences and not be able to share them with anyone?" And I, it totally hit home because there, were, my three years on the road, I did crazy traveling. I went to Australia by myself. Yeah, and it was just like, this is awesome. Kind of wish someone else was here to experience it. Yeah, yeah. traveling alone sucks, you know. It, I mean, it doesn't suck, but it is, it's a different thing. Being able to share it with uh, people you care about is really, it really makes it that much better, you know. It really elevates the experience. Oh, definitely. And he just, you know, he also went on to talk about, like, 
when he came home, other people had gotten on with their lives, and he was still, you know, oh, just kind of a guest in his own life. And that hit home for me too. Of course, of course. I mean, we spent you know a large portion of our twenties on tour and coming home to a place and people we didn't really know. You know, I mean, we missed we missed award ceremonies where we like won awards and shit, and like you know, just we're not around for anything that was happening here. I mean, I at one point I came home, I didn't even have a place to live because I just, you know, what was the point of like paying rent on somewhere and, you know, coming home to LA where I'm from and not having a place to live, you know, it, it can fuck with your head for sure. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you experienced this too. Like friends having inside jokes that you were just like, these are some of my best friends. I don't get what's going on here. Like, I wasn't around for the inside joke. We were we were fortunate that like all of our best friends were on tour. Yeah, we were kind of all in the same boat. It was just like we'd come on to girlfriends and you know miss birthdays and stuff like that, miss Christmas. For sure. That's still like fucking that. rough. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, family family time. It's rough, gone. but life's rough. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. No life's rough. Life's rough. It could yeah. be way worse. Let's put it that way. It, it could, could be way worse. We could have yeah. never traveled. Yeah. True. That would have been worse. Yeah. True. I mean, it's all about perspective. For yeah. Sure. The person who's sharing an apartment with seven roommates right now barely scraping by yeah they have it much worse than we do yeah it's all just fucking perspective it is it is yeah it it's just a different lifestyle you know what i mean it just throws you into a different zone sure. uh, when you're traveling a lot like that and for long periods of time away from home it's just a different reality completely you know because you know for me i never get sick on the road or hardly you know, I never really, I, I never get sick on the road. You You're know? lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I never get sick. I've never really lost my voice. Um, and I, I'm always like more fit than I've ever been because I'm moving and I'm walking and I'm just engaged in life. You know, at home, it's really easy to get stuck in the day-to-day -day grind and just kind of, you know, if you're a habitual person, being at home is is just you know it's i don't want to say that it's dangerous but it's you know it can become uh you know boorish after a while and you, you can kind of burn yourself out without thinking on you know when you're traveling and moving from city to city every day uh for someone like me it's it's the most alive i ever feel even though you know i always have anxiety before doing it because i know that like I'm the kind of person that doesn't go out. I eat the same fucking thing for breakfast every day. I like do the same five things before I go to sleep every night. Like some kind of psycho shit, you know. And on the road, that is obliterated, you know. So it's always like, oh fuck, man, I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm getting thrust into the, you know, they shoot me out of a cannon. Um, but after a week of it, uh, my demeanor completely changes, and uh, it kind of like fixes me in a way that like few other things do oh i'm right there with you I, I love travel and time for me at least when i'm traveling time seems to slow down so i can really like savor the fucking moments oh yeah yeah when you're at home when you're in your routine like holy fuck it's june of 2018 already i feel like just fucking the year just started yeah yeah your problems kind of go away when you're when you're on the road you know what i mean it's just like you can outrun pretty much anything because it's like what the fuck you know someone calls you from home it's like the fuck can i do about this like <laughs> nothing man you know so it's just like shit it's not that reality sucks. it's not your reality yeah yeah. yeah yeah exactly exactly it's a break from from everything normal so for you guys where's 
Your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Uh, I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie. Like Italy, of course. You know, Italy. I'm Italian. I have friends there. Shout out to Nero and Stella. Um, yeah, anywhere in Italy, Milan, Rome. For some reason, when I've like when I, the first time I even like walked my feet on the streets of Rome, I felt like I was home. There's some blood shit going on there, um, and uh, yeah, there's just a beautiful way of life there that is kind of the antithesis to what we get here. You know, that people try to like replicate it, but it's more of a facade here. You know what I mean? They try to like you know. We have, there's similarities because California's coastal and shit like that. But yeah, there's, it's just a different way of life. The food supply is different. I don't get allergic to bread over there and none of that shit. You know, it's just a different thing. Um, yeah. So there, that's where. <laughs> Travis? Uh, yeah, I like all those places too. <laughs> like, those places are sick. <laughs> like, I don't, Super committal. <laughs> I don't know. I like Paris. Um, yeah, Paris is sick. Uh, Paris, Spain. I don't know. I don't really like Japan that much. Really? Yeah, same here. Japan's like the one that everyone's like, oh, I love Japan. I'm like, not really into it. I love Tokyo. I like that. It's like weed's illegal. They sell little girls' panties and vending machines. It's, yeah. It's it just, is cool being like the tallest dude on the subway, though. You're like, <laughs> I could dominate at basketball here. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. Japan's one of my least favorites. Germany's one of my least. I don't know why I'm getting negative, but. Um, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Paris. Paris I like a lot. If I could figure out how to make money there, I'd live there. Germany flipped for me over the last few years. Because I used to feel that way about I Germany. I think what I'm thinking of is German festivals. Yeah, yeah. They Those suck. are fucking weird. Yeah, they're weird. They have the weirdest taste in music, man. It's oh, yeah. Like I, I, ska, metal fusion. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, there's no. some weird shit. I haven't done any of the music festivals. I did Oktoberfest for the first time last year, which was a ton of fucking yeah, fun. Yeah, I'm sure that's good. I'm sure yeah. that's good. Like, serious bratwurst. Yeah, just... Insane food, giant European beers. European vacation, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. I found out, like, the audience has sadly heard me rant about this a couple times. The traditional, like, Bavarian wench garb. Yeah. So if they tie their sash to the left, they're single. In the uh, center, they're in a relationship. To the right, they're married. It's like, why does not everyone's garb have that every day? Right? right. Just all three. It's like, hey, oh, I know you're single. Cool. What's up? Right. <laughs> What about back pocket? Was that that's some other shit? Huh? That's prison shit. Yeah, that's some other shit oh, right there. I, that reminds me, we were supposed to circle back around to a little bit of yo know, jail stories. I mean, that's I, not happening. I, I never. <laughs> yeah, done, done, yeah, done. That's, that's, that's not happening. Today. Yeah, that's under wraps. Yeah. No worries, no worries. <laughs> we'll I figured I'd try. That's <laughs> cool. That's cool. I gotta take a leak though. No worries. <laughs> Joe and I will hold it down while you piss. Yeah. 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 I can't believe you guys don't like Japan. <sighs> you know what? It's a it was a culture shock for us because we had done a bunch of European touring and stuff like that, and uh, also experiencing it as a musician. It's weird. A lot of musicians love it there, but the fact the the way the crowd reacted to my band back when we were you know playing loud crazy shit there, it was uh, it was it, it's a the, their level of respect did not mix well with the type of music we did. Cause it's like this golf clap. Then they like, they're in silence and they're, you know, and what we were doing was so kind of confrontational that without that, you know, interplay with the audience, it was, it felt like it was 
you know, just if we, I felt like we were like on display at a museum or something. You know, it was very awkward. No, that that totally makes sense. It's like you're almost on stage feeling like you're bombing because they're not reacting to you. Kind of, it, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't even bombing. It just wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't the sort of uh, the energy that we need to kind of we needed to deliver what we were going for. You know what I mean? They're they're not delivering their end of the deal for you, for sure, for sure. And with a with a band like my old group, it didn't matter if they hated us or loved us, whatever. We'll take it all. You know what I mean? If there's some guy in the front that wants to fight, that is more optimal than people just like politely paying attention. Because there's at least energy there. That's it. There's passion there. It, that's it. A reaction, you know. And it, that was very bizarre because it was always like kind of easy to get a reaction. Yeah, I've heard that about the people playing Japan too. It's just for sure they just sit there in silence yeah. in between songs, golf clap. Yep, yep. I haven't. I didn't go to any shows there. I've only gone purely as a drinking tourist. Yeah, and as a drunk, it's a great town. I believe it. It is. It's the ultimate work hard, play hard culture. It's like, oh, I'm gonna be pissed drunk, pass out in the street for two hours. No one's gonna touch me. Cool. <laughs> Seriously, like. The audience, unfortunately, has heard this a bunch of times, too. I passed out in a planter at Shibuya Station last time I was there for, like, two hours. And it's all good. Woke up like, okay, I can finally get a cab back to the Airbnb. Tattoos oh. are illegal there, huh? Yeah. Well, criminal connotation. Yeah. The first trip I went, I went with my tattoo artist, and we got kicked out of, like, ten different places. But they were so polite about it, we felt like it was our fault. Yeah. Wow. Trip two, I just hoodied the whole time. I was fine. Oh really? So like, if you're even wearing wearing tattoos, they kind of trip it's, on it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like wearing gang colors in the U.S. Really? That's wild. I know shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and the first trip, my tattoo artist has facial and neck tattoos, so we were just fucked. Yeah, yeah. It was just like not easy. And it was super weird because we were staying at the Ritz Carlton, so the staff there was just kind of like, "What are you guys gonna do? Like, are you guys <laughs> here with a band? What the? How the fuck are you guys here?" Wow. wow that's Thank wild. you, Marriott points. <laughs> Fuck, man. We had tattoos. No one really looked at us, but I guess it was kind of... Well, you're in a band. If you're in a band, they, they make allowances for that kind of stuff, huh? Yeah, 100%. Well, it's just like America makes allowances for obvious gangbangers who are performing. Yeah, yeah. If you contribute to society as a performer, yeah, yeah. we let shit happen. Yeah, if, if it's... You got right. bangers. Yeah. Yeah, if you can smoke on stage, I'm cool if with it's that. part of the performance, you know, yep. like, you know, anywhere in the country, pretty much. Yeah. Even in Europe now, at least half of the places. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. In, in Dublin, I smoked on stage. I, I would smoke on stage every night on this last tour. And like Dublin, the guy who ran the club, like chased me off the stage down to the bottom. He was like, I saw you. You smoked on stage. That's a big fine. We're gonna fuck you up, and I just, I just started sweating because it was just like, oh god, it's finally happening. You know, we had like it was near the end of the tour, and I was like, you know, people have been being like, you better chill on that. Someone's gonna like get you, and I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no one's doing shit. And then he like put his arm around me, and I was like, it's all good. And he like lit up a cigarette, and that was it. But <laughs> I couldn't imagine Ireland would be the place that would fucking crack down on that shit. You never know, man. There's some, never know. There's some conservatives. In Ireland, too, you know? There's well, yeah, you can't get an abortion there. Exactly, you know? So you never know. You never know how they're going to, which way they're going to go in Ireland, man. 
That's that's one European country I've never been to. It's awesome. I want to go. Great. It's great. Ireland's fucking yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's I like Ireland. Dublin's yeah. Dublin's wonderful. Easy to get stabbed, but it's cool. It's, it's a little dangerous, I, but who doesn't like that? It's great. I've been yeah. to South Africa, so oh, you're, right. you're good. I've never been there. <laughs> Cape Town was wild. I bet. I, I believe. I'd love to go there. Yeah. I didn't realize how sketchy it was until like after I got back. I mean, I knew it was a little sketchy, and it's the only place I've ever had a crime committed against me while out of country. And I just got pickpocketed. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm going to Colombia in September. And oh, a bunch yeah. of people like, oh my god, Bogota is going to be fucking crazy. I looked up the crime statistics for Bogota. It's less than Chicago. And then I googled Cape Town just to be, just for the fuck of it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, there were 64 per 100,000 population murders when I was there. I'm like, oh. Whoa. Oh, shit. Yeah. I went to a super sketchy place with money. Are they all, are they all, are most of them like, uh, like drug land related or is it just I think it's just poverty accident? it's more poverty poverty related yeah that sucks when you get outside of the central business district like the shanty towns and shit like that yeah I mean, it's crazy because they have gun shops like one of the first places I went into in Cape Town was like I'm gonna go to a gun store see what their gun stores are about everything had silencers whoa you went down to Camps Bay which is like their beach area it's like their Miami Beach yeah and you see these what would be million dollar homes in the U.S. with electrified razor wire around the perimeter. Yeah. Wow. With signs like "We have armed response." Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. That's too bad, but that's just the way it is, huh? It is, and from what I heard from the locals, a lot of Europeans have vacation homes there. Yeah. So that's where a lot of the money influx comes. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. Silencers, huh? Yeah, like it's illegal to own a handgun there without a silencer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't disturb your neighbors when you shoot a motherfucker, right? Yeah, exactly. Keep it down. Yeah. <laughs> That's rad. Now, if you ever get a chance to go, it's it's an interesting place. It was a lot of fun. I would love to. Bands don't really get to go there, you know? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think South Africa, yeah. Maybe now that Joe doesn't have a band, we can go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be, it would be wonderful to go down down there. I mean, yeah, I don't... I, I think maybe like large acts make it there, but yeah, I don't know if there's like an independent circuit so much. It's like one of those areas the bands don't really get invited to unless you're like the Stones, you know? Yeah. I mean, there were definitely like halfway decent like rock clubs and bars when I was down there. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And I know com- like U.S. comedians get invited down there all the time. U.S. porn stars, they have sex bows and stuff down there. Wow. So why not? We need to link up and build with them. Right? Totally. Let's get down to South Africa. Right? Festival. Holy War 3. Hit Holy War up, 3. Dude. Hit us up, dude. <laughs> AmericanPrimitive.org. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just go down to South Africa. It's not really much happening there, but... <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Travis, can you lean in a little bit? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Not picking you up all that great. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I got these now. There we go. No, it was. It, it's a wild place. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, crime is definitely a thing there. Yeah, hey, nothing like you know, thirteen point five rand to the dollar when I was down there. It was like twenty three rand a beer. Wow, that's how I judge most places when I go out of country. Like, how much is it for a beer? Yeah, that's how I know how how well my money will spend. Usually cheaper than here, you know. Usually, usually, yeah. Some of the European countries. Not so much, but yeah, but it's okay. It's worth the price. Those usually. are the good ones. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> you know. I only thought Amsterdam was okay. Amsterdam sucks. Yeah, dude. that's not the one. Especially now that weed's legal. Yeah. You know, exactly. in the '90s, it was sick. Oh, I'm sure. I'm it was sure like, it was... you can go somewhere and buy weed and hang out. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, you can smoke weed in a shop. With I mean, it strangers. sucked then too, but you know, it was like people didn't know any better. Yeah, weed's legal. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't smoke weed, so. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, no. I quit smoking weed a long time ago. Not that I never smoked weed. It's dude. not for everyone, man. I am paranoid, hungry, and tired enough sober. Right. I don't need anything that amplifies that. That's why I don't do coke, dude. It just makes me agitated and like irritable. Like I would just get a job instead of that, you know. Yeah. Who <laughs> wants that? Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's different, dude. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And when I was there, it was just like, man, the food's mediocre. The bar scenes, eh. They got fake mushrooms too and fake ecstasy. Oh, uh, I mean, the the truffles were real. I did them. Really? Oh, yeah. I love hallucinogens. Yeah. Oh, they have mu- real mushrooms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're not the fake shit. No, no. They're not actual mushrooms. They're truffles. So what I was told by a local was some fucking dumb tourist, when the mushrooms were illegal, took a bunch of mushrooms and did something I really stupid. I took them when they were illegal. Really? Yeah. I went to a peep show with Monica. It was so fucked up. Oh, okay, let's let's hear the whole story on this. I mean, it's not a long story, but, you know, uh, we were... Is that we, the same night we took Alvin to get a... A girl? No. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we just, they had these shops called Smart Shops, and that's where the mushrooms were, and you would go in and, like, you know, fucking novice, right? So we just took whatever and just ate it, and me and um, our, our merch girl at the time, we were just walking <laughs> down the street, girl. you know, <laughs> yeah, merch girl whatever <laughs> Brody, bodyguard drug dealer yeah drug dealer body well, that's why she's the merch girl right exactly uh yeah we walked by a peep show and it, you know we were rolling troy boy was with us too and we all like we squeezed into one of the jerk booths because again it wasn't about like jerking off you know what i mean it was just like this is fucking nuts like we're on mushrooms this is hilarious same thing you know yeah i you know same thing with porn you know it's like not about jerking off i just want to see some weird shit and get the fuck out of there when i get creeped out right so like we go into this thing and the the little window slowly lifts up and there's this like rotating uh what do you call it? Lazy Susan? Like a mechanical Lazy Susan. <laughs> lazy Susan. Or whatever the fuck you call it, you know? And this girl is on all fours, and this dude with, this creepy dude with a mustache is like drilling her from behind, and he's looking right into my eyes the whole time, going, yeah, yeah. And I'm just tripping balls, and it freaked me the fuck out. And it was just like, you know, about two minutes of that and it was like get me out of here you know (laughs) ran into the streets and was like okay yeah this is better but yeah yeah so the the mushrooms were real at one point wow is what i'm trying to say they replaced the mushrooms with you know psychedelic truffles Hmm. Mm. what's the difference so truffles are you know the fungus but they grow in the ground instead of above (laughs) same effect same effect oh yeah they still grow and shit yeah so no, they more, definitely work. They're more expensive, though. Do they taste better? They no, taste like, the, no, they just taste horrible. Worse. Got it. I didn't care. I'm like, oh, hey. Give it a shot. Yeah, no. That's cool. Had a good time tripping balls in Amsterdam. That was one of the best nights while I was there. Yeah. But otherwise, it's like, I have no interest in the red light district. See, that's another thing. It's like, yeah, it, 
I don't really have any interest in it personally, but like walking up and down and seeing it, I don't know. I, you know, I guess I, you know, I just like to see fucked up shit, and it's definitely intense. Oh no, it, that. it's rad to look at, but it, I'm not buying. No, me either. You know, but but you know, it's just it's wild. I always like to be out of my element, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. I like to check out new stuff. I do too. I 100% do too. The blue lights. <laughs> Who knows what those mean? You know. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what those mean. <laughs> For the audience at home, if you make a damn show, the blue lights mean transgendered. Is that what it? Yeah. I I had a feeling it was that, but I couldn't. You know, I didn't sometimes know that. they got a oh, yeah. blue light and a red light. You know, it's like uh, I don't know. That's what it means, huh? Yeah, the blue light means transgendered. It means learn a lot from you. There's a jaunts involved. I know a thing or two. That's like why we're here. Yeah. One or two things. Like I'm pretty niche in my knowledge. Hey, hey, yes, do man. That's the kind of thing that comes in handy though if you're there. I guess you know. Well, unless you're my friend and I'm trying to get you to go for the blue light when you don't know, right? Just for the good story later. Totally, yeah. it happens. <laughs> I'm a horrible friend. This is the moral of the story. Oh. You never know. New experiences. Yeah, I've never experienced that. Never. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, it's Hollywood. I'm sure we can find somebody. There's sure someone could, for yeah. everyone. I'm sure we could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, now I just made it weird. I'm fine. I'm, good, I'm, good. I'm weird Maybe I made it now. weird, dude. <laughs> not at all, not at all. <laughs> you into Beetlejuice? Yeah, of course. All right, just making sure. Like Beetlejuice, Howard Stern, Beetlejuice. Oh, okay, not Michael yeah, Keaton, Beetlejuice. No. Well, he's all right, but not the real Beetlejuice. The real Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. I'm into both. I'm into both. I, I felt like, like that was about like the like confidence factor. You know, he's kind of like a spirit animal, if you will. Yeah, he's he's the unofficial. We've just been kind of trying to throw that out in the universe too. You know, yeah. check it out. Check he's got out. something to offer. You know, totally. Much like drive, confidence will get you fucking far in this world. That's what I'm saying, man. Oh, Beetlejuice what, is doing better than like, all of us combined. I was trying to tie it back up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hell, I have definitely, you know, <laughs> fucked above my pay grade. Purely on confidence and pure bravado. <laughs> like, I do okay for myself. Nice, dude. Confidence nice. is key. That's what it comes down to, man. Yep, exactly. It's combo. <laughs> it's like, no, this is where you want to be, girl. And, and it works. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't lose any sleep over when it doesn't. I guess that's, yeah, that's, you know, how you keep your confidence intact. Yeah, just uh, not losing any sleep over the opinion of people you don't know. I got a question for you, man. What's up? You got all these movie posters. What are your top five favorite flicks? Ooh, that is so fucking rough. Give me my genre, because... Just like if we had to, like, watch some movies today and, like, smoke weed, what would you put on? Okay. You know, nothing serious. Just like what nothing would you serious put on today. Let's go Pulp Fiction. Good one. Can't go wrong with Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Strange Days. I don't know that. Do you know that? Yeah. Joe seems unimpressed. No, I just haven't. <laughs> seen it. No, no, I just haven't. I just haven't seen it in a long time. So I don't know. I'm, that I'm movie. trying to. It, it's got some nineties cam to it. Is a Sci-fi movie from the mid-90s, written by James Cameron, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Is so, Mick Jagger in that one or no? No. That's, no. Uh, I always get that one mixed up with another one. Few, uh, Sounds good, though. Um, Sars, Ralph, Ray Fiennes. Right. Tom Sizemore, Angela Bassett. Shout out the Hurt Locker. Fuck yeah, shout out the Hurt Locker. Another beautiful Catherine Bigelow movie. 
And it takes place in L.A., New Year's Eve, 1999, in a very much more dystopian L.A. Yeah, it's like an apocalyptic Los Angeles. I lived here then. And Ray Fiennes is a former vice cop who sells the drug of the future, which is playback of people's memories. I feel like I've seen that, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's... Anyway, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to like. Oh, no, I really love that movie, so I'll happily like, talk I don't know about what it. That is, but like, what else? Let's see. What else? Mm, trying to think. Like, I have such eclectic taste in movies. It's really like trying to narrow narrow it down to five is rough. Beethoven. <laughs> With the big dog. <laughs> I mean, Air, I love dogs. Airbud. 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 Let's see. If I got three left. See, I'm trying not to just give you like, oh, this is a classic movie answer. That's all good. It doesn't matter. Don't think about it. I'm oh, it's hard now. not to think I'm about it. I'm holding out for Space Jam too. I just heard that's happening, dude. Oh, no. No. I am sick of these fucking cash grabs. They're making Back that, to the Future 4. Are you serious? Michael J. Fox just announced that shit. Is he in wow. it? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm down, dude. I just watched Cobra Kai, dude. Oh, Cobra Kai was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it was. Great. It really amazing. was. Amazing. So trash, but so good, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly what I wanted, dude. Honestly, yeah. it was great. I loved it. See, but I, I didn't feel like that was. It, a, but I loved it. Dude. I didn't feel like that was a soulless cash grab. Like a lot of these sequels, just feel no, like. No, dude, that was like. No, it's a, it was a real show. Yeah, that was a real show. But a lot of these movies that are like. Those way late sequels. wanted it for the last 35 years. Yeah. Exactly. Are you joking? They've been, that think, was like they've been a, thinking about it. That was a passion project for yeah. all of them. Dude. They also both needed the work. <laughs> That too. That's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> it was a passion project. Dude. For 35 years, like, like we need a job. We need to do this reboot. You right. know, but like they did it well. No, no, I I got re- YouTube Red just to watch it. Yeah, yeah. There's so many ways you could just fuck something like that up. I Probably more ways to fuck it up than to do it right. You know, and they did it right. So that's respect. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's, it would have been way easier to fuck that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just make it I thought drag. it was awful. I saw it. You really? Know, the, the trailers. Oh, the trailers. Yeah, I was yeah, like, this was is like... awful. And then Joe told me it was rad. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I got through like episode two and it was like, buy YouTube Red. And then I figured out my girlfriend had a subscription and I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> we share everything. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so number three, back to the movies. I didn't forget about that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not letting myself off the hook. Children of Men. I like that one. Beautifully shot. Beautifully acted. Like, yeah. There is no fat on that movie. Yeah. It's a good flick. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Killing Old John Lennon. Fucking Clive playing. Owen kicking ass. Yeah. Heat. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I was... That's my number one. Really? Favorite movie, yeah. It's, it's... Did you go... Uh, when they had the theatrical showing of the re-release, did you go see that on the yeah. West Side Town? It's like yeah. a year and a half ago. It's killer. Oh, it's fucking rad. Michael Mann's, yeah, Michael Mann, like starting from Manhunter up to Heat, that whole era is uh, the best. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty untouchable what he's doing with the way the films look and feel and sound. It's just, it's even Thief, even going back to Thief, but really from like, yeah, Manhunter up to Heat is, man, he was on some shit right there. Heat's like the peak, dude. It is a beautiful character development. Just the look, too. The look. The pace, the pace, all of it. everything, the dialogue, all of it—it's amazing. And, and that's the first time. It's like action, but not too action, right? You know what I mean? There's still dialogue. It's yep. still smart. 
you know isn't that the first time pacino and de niro are in the yep. same flick yep. or something and like that they too? have the least amount of screen time together more screen time and you give dude valibu yeah every movie with val kilmer is good dude, right honestly did you see his uh his letter to bourdain i didn't uh, oh you should check that out it's pretty he's he's pissed really oh I, pissed. I, I can imagine yeah he wasn't he's not having it Speak- as far as what He's just like, nah, man. He's like, he was. He basically went into something. He's like, you know, when, when my tongue was swollen in my mouth for f- three months and I couldn't like eat food and you know goes into this whole shit about his life. He's like, I didn't kill myself. You know, he's like pissed. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's shitty. I mean, you know, it's I mean, his, that's his reaction though. Yeah, everyone reaction. reacts different. Like exactly. you know, like that's exactly. that's the thing. You know, it's like people get to react. You know, it's they like, do. Everyone They're... has like a reaction. Yeah, it's super visceral. You know, it's like a super visceral. Just like I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying like he gets his reaction. You know, no, he gets his reaction. I can react to his reaction. And I'm saying you can't. You you weren't the man. You don't know what the fuck was going on in his head. For sure. No one knows. Dude. Right. I can't wrap my fucking brain around it. I think, I, yeah, I think everybody's kind of perplexed, to be honest. It's one of those. It was shocking. I mean, yeah. can't, it, can't say I don't understand, you know? But, yeah. like, still, I, mean, I can. I, I have some conspiracy theory friends who are like, Bourdain was murdered. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Oh, you think he was murdered? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm I, not saying that, but I have some conspiracy oh, yeah, theory there's, friends there's that are, like, throwing people. that out there already. Like, Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I, honestly, I don't it. care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it sucks he's gone either way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, this is the only time when the conspiracies will actually kind of like take any sort of bloom because it's so kind of unimaginable to people. So it's easier for people to run with that kind of shit, you know, but why would they kill him? You know what I mean? Oh, well, he did say he was going to poison Trump if he ever served him a meal. Yeah, but you know. No, there's no real good reason. Yeah, there's no, you know what I mean? He's he's a, he's an author on TV, you know, he's no, you know. No, he took his own life. Yeah. Either that or Lady Boys killed him. It could happen. I mean, it, it probably happened to Carradine. Right? Fuck. And the, I don't know if that's considered a conspiracy theory or not, but there was definitely some articles I've read where, like, there was proof that Carradine was murdered. Really? And the Thai authorities just didn't investigate. I mean, I believe it. I've been to Thailand. It's a shit show. So, you know, anything goes over there for sure. You know, I've been there. Yeah, it's fucked. They're not investigating anything. You know what I mean? It's fucked. It's a fucking... Yeah. And the end result is... Either way, not any less dead. That's the thing. Once you're gone, you're gone. Might as well just try to wait it out if you can. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, that's always my thought process when... You know, occasionally, you know, human beings get down. Yeah. Whenever I'm super down, I'm like... The ride's short enough as is. There's no reason to get off early. Yeah, I think when it comes to a chemical thing with people, it's that, um, you know, that instinct to survive, you know, their their serotonin is, you know, or whatever is drained completely, you know? And when the, when these things happen inside people's brains, I think just like even that animal instinct to survive leaves them. And it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm just imagining it because I don't really have suicidal urges, but, I, you know, I've dealt with loved ones who are like mentally ill and shit and it's i've seen it firsthand where it it's just i think they don't even have the components available to them to re to to survive well yeah and it might just be for a split moment but that's enough to harm yourself to the end that's why the majority of gun deaths are suicides because 
For that's, sure. That's the shitty part about guns. I was like, hey, you have that split second suicidal thought, you can execute it. Oh yeah, and and you know it. We don't know how the human brain works at all. No, not at all. So people are pumping in medications in and out and trying to control, you know, some of the ups and downs. And, you know, um, I think they're still trying to figure out how to push buttons in there. And sometimes everyone's fucking different, you know. So sometimes, you know, the medication does not work the same as it does every day, right? If you take medication on the reg or if you've ever been prescribed things, it doesn't always react the same way every day. So there's just so many factors in it that could leave someone defenseless to uh, a suicidal moment, you know? No, definitely. It, it's crazy. The human mind, you know, most things in life, if you do this, this is going to be the outcome. Yeah. And with, there's so many variables with our mind and so much we don't know that the variables all over the place. For sure. And my roommate's popping out. So <laughs> I think I opened his door on accident looking for the bathroom. Sorry, man. Morning. <laughs> He's used to it. That's downside of the show being hosted here. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we are in the most advanced time in human history, but we're still, I'm sure future generations are going to look at us like we're in the fucking Stone Age. For sure. For sure. Like, oh, when, when they when they can live for two hundred years, you know what I mean. But do we really want that? I mean, I personally want that. But do we really, as a society, want that? Uh, I mean, I think you should have you should have to prove that you have some sort of redeeming quality for society to be able to even, you know. What's considered a redeeming quality? I don't know. I think that could be very broad. Well, yeah. that, that's the problem. It's super broad. And who's the gatekeeper on that? Because. There's going to be some piece of shit who makes it through because the gatekeeper's his cousin. Yeah, I guess I guess that's ridiculous to say, but you know, if you're if you're out slaughtering babies or something, you you don't get to live forever. I hope not. You know, like if you're if you're unless those babies deserved it. Yeah, unless they're just like asshole babies, you know, right? Then yeah, it's open season. You babies know? that can't talk. Baby purge six. Is they're shitting themselves like babies <sighs> that can't talk yet? Exactly. Fucking dumb babies. <laughs> dumb babies need to die. <laughs> Baby purge. New babies are overrated, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. But yeah, who wouldn't? I mean, I would. You know, if it wasn't, you know, if you're not living a shitty life, yeah, why not live for a while? You know, longer. As well, long as you don't have to be like an old, decrepit piece of shit who's like geriatric but even then who knows you know who knows it still might be better than dying so i mean i do what i want you know yeah 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 no it, it's a great question it depends on what you want definitely <laughs> yeah. i was asked this question by a single serving friend on a flight at one point and it's a it's it really is one of those things i think about every once in a while is it better to die young or live to old age and not live all your friends Depends on how rad your life is. Yeah. Yeah. Make some new friends, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. There's a lot of cool people in the world. You know? there, there is, there is. But it, yeah. it's just one of those questions like... I've I, had a lot of friends die, you know, so... I'm, you know, I've already lived past friends. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, life is still worth living, you know? Just because, the, you know, you lose people close to you. 
you know, but there's life is, you know, too complex to just kind of ride on other people. You know, you have to, you have to have some sort of, you know, meaning for yourself. I agree. I agree. It's just, I don't want to, part of me also doesn't want to get to the point where I'm the last one on, you know, the last one left of your kind. Well, I, t- I talk to my grandparents occasionally and it's like, they're in their 90s and it's super depressing because they're like yeah no one really wants to be friends with us because they expect us to die anytime now yeah yeah i mean like i said it depends if you have to be like 90 for 100 years true true. <laughs> you know oh. i mean if you get to be uh you know a reasonable age for 100 years and still you know get to tear it up a little bit yeah fuck yeah you know if i could figure out a way to like revert back to 30 for 100 years that'd be rad there you go because i was such a shithead in my 20s that i don't really need to be there there. my early 30s would have been a good age to stay there forever freeze frame exactly (laughs) yeah because at this point like i'm in minor amounts of pain every fucking day in my late 30s so that's what happens yeah exactly I don't want to live with this forever, but obviously I'm going to. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. Uh, that's. That is the truth. I'm going to drink to that. <laughs> Just, you know, my friend alcohol will help me numb that but it'll fucking get harsh reality. Too. It'll get better. You get smarter, you know? Yeah. You sweat the small things less. Oh, no. 100%. That's part of the reason, like, in my 20s, you know, I thought I knew shit. I thought I had the world by the balls. Didn't know shit. Right. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's a fairly universal truth for everyone in their 20s. Yeah, well, there's things you know then that you can't know now, and there's things that you know now that you can't know then. It's a trade-off, you know. Yeah, it's all like relearning, you know. Yeah, it's all like everything changes, so it's like some it's of that terrible. ignorance powers you to do things that you would think about. Later. That blind confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, sometimes that, that, that's genius. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's genius. That's what, you know, that's what made Funhouse happen. You know? Shit like that. So, yeah. It's true. It's true. I mean, there, there's something to be gained from every fucking age, but I'm just saying, if I was stuck at one age forever, the 20s wouldn't be it. Yeah. I mean, I had a great 20s, but yeah, you know. I oh, I had back. a great fucking time. Yeah, I just like, wasn't I super back. productive. If I could go back with what I know now. Yeah, oh, if I could go back yeah. with what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. If I had today's knowledge at 21, yeah, I would have a very different fucking life. Right? Right. If only. I don't know if I would. <laughs> I don't know if I would either, actually. Right? It would probably go <laughs> down. exactly the same. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I think my shit would be pretty it would much. still be a nightmare. Th- yeah, it would still be going down. Because I would, you know, I was the same as I am now. I just knew I was young and I could get away with more. Yeah. You just yeah. take more risks when you're young. You're like, oh, I don't have to go to sleep. You're like, if I go to jail for five years, it's like not that big of a deal. <laughs> now it's like, know? dude, that's it's over. Yeah, exactly. You know, five like, years really hurts. Now you're a little more like constrained. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, like, don't bash the. Now cop. it's like, um, don't in, bash in, uh, the like, cop car window you know, tonight. A certain time, you know. Yeah. Before it was like, I'm not going to sleep for a week. <laughs> you know, like. Right. A, l- a little more coffee. I'll be good. I'll be good. Exactly. Other things. Keep it up, dude. Speaking of, I got it. We are back from break. These gentlemen have a hard out, so we're gonna 
cut it a little short tonight, <clears throat> today, whatever. How long are these usually? About two hours. Oh, okay. We're almost there. Yeah, I wasn't sure. And we're at about 90 minutes. Not the end of the world. Short and sweet. <laughs> Travis is just thinking about women's cage fighting. Yeah, I am, yeah. It's <laughs> mind-blowing. He's like, so while we were on break, then they were smoking. I showed them some footage from Caliente Cage Rage. Invited them out, so hopefully... Joe and Travis will make it out to one of the next fights and get to hear them again. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, you know. So we'll get you guys out of here. We'll call it last call right now. What do you guys got going on? What can you tell the audience about? You got the premiere on the 20th, right? Yeah. I guess uh, what's happening all that night. We're premiering The Icarus Line Must Die. It's kind of the first uh, public premiere of the film. And then it goes theatrical i think the next day and it also will be on like vod and shit like that very cool um i'm performing some new material from holy war collection annie hardy is performing she's also in the film and uh melissa brooks from this group called the aqua dolls from oc she's performing as well keith morris is djing Travis is going to, um, he's going to show some photos. He's going to do, do a little a bit of an exhibit. And uh, what else is happening? Is it, that's pretty much it, right? That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be cool. It's going to be, it's going to be cool. And it, the Regents, it's a great space. It's a great theater. And it's definitely the right environment to see what I'm about to unleash you know it's definitely the right space for that it'll be loud as fuck fuck yeah yeah it's gonna be a fun night yeah awesome so any of the listeners want to come check it out how they go about doing that can they can we do a contest yeah we can do a contest we got some like tickets to give away some pairs awesome what do we do hmm this is like the first like legit contest we're doing on this show so i'm email you or like you on Facebook or oh yeah whatever people do these days you know right send me nudes no don't don't send me nudes oh send this dude nudes and the worst dude nudes dude the nudes. worst nude oh, the, the, the worst, worst dick pic nudes yeah <laughs> the worst dick pic you can when, send me gets free tickets there yeah. we go I will endure that for you guys I had a good time there we yeah. go no fair googling fucking weird dicks like you have to send your own weird it's dick. gotta be legit. <laughs> like hold today's paper next to your dick right that's how you get in man totally <laughs> we'll figure it out but seriously like hit me up on instagram twitter whatever we'll get you some pairs i'll be in contact with travis and joe come out check it out travis travis joe i i don't know why i did the hand motion the wrong way it's all good alcohol it's radio yeah, I know. I just totally outed myself on fucking it's up radio. there. It's all good. <laughs> no one knows. It's an audio format. No one would have known. Special effects. Joe, where can the audience find you on social media? Where can they find all your shit? Um, I don't know. Search his name, man. Insta- yeah, just Google me. Google me, bro. Yeah, Google me. Travis, how about you? Twitter, Instagram. I don't do a lot of that. No. Google Travis Keller. <laughs> Don't actually, actually don't, don't. Oh, you should because you get some interesting articles. You do, yeah. Just follow Joe. Just follow Joe. Just follow Joe, dude. 
shows where the art is, dude. <laughs> I know. There were so many other things like I Googled before you got on that I wanted to touch on and we didn't get a chance to. So we will have to do this again at some point. We can do it again, yeah. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to get them out of here. As always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, Matt Slayer on Snapchat. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Instagram. No, it's And Now We Drink on Twitter. And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And Now We Drink on Facebook. We're going to, I'm going to keep drinking because they started me at fucking 1 p.m. So it's on now. Is, it's your, on. is your real last name Slayer? Fuck no. I was gonna say, dude, that is sick. No, it's my <laughs> shitty porno stage name. That was the first thing he asked me. I was like, and I don't know the answer. That's why no. I just asked. One hundred percent is not my real last name. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of require you to make you show up on a porn set to come up with a fake last name. And I got you. I got you. And this is honestly my shitty high school nickname. It's a great name, man. Like I, I was that kid Roll in high school. It, man, I yeah, like it. Roll one. with it. I'm I've been rolling. To, I'm not trying to break you down. I'm trying to build you up, man. I've been rolling with it for almost a decade, so I'd hope so at this point. I love it. It's yours. I love it. No, but yeah. No, it is yours, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Embrace it. Till Slayer, the band, sues me at some point. They're all dying, dude. It's cool. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jeff Hanneman. Yeah, it's over. You got this. All right. Till next time, y'all. Stay filthy. Thanks for having us. Oh, it was a pleasure. Peace.